This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tetford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, welcome into the Week 11 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. On Tuesday, we got our first college football playoff rankings of the 2019 season, and the committee putting Boise State at number 22. Good news for the 701 Broncos, but there's also work to be done. Cincinnati and Memphis of the American Athletic Conference both ranked above Boise State at 20 and 21, respectively. The highest ranked group of five team vying for a spot in the Cotton Bowl here in 2019. Boise State number 21 in both the AP and coaches polls, while San Diego State ranked number 24 in both of those polls, though the committee kept the Aztecs out of the CFP rankings. Air Force and Wyoming both receiving votes in the coaches poll. Boise State leading the mountain with a 4-0 conference record, but it's a tight race in the division. Air Force at 4-1, Wyoming and Utah State both 3-1 on the year, and Colorado State making some noise now at 3-2. San Diego State seemingly in control in the West Division with a 4-1 conference record. Fresno State a game and a half back at 2-2 in league play. The Mountain and West Division winners will face each other in the Mountain West Football Championship game coming Saturday, December 7th, on ESPN. As for the bowl picture, Boise State, San Diego State, Air Force, and Wyoming have already gotten to the six-win mark to become bowl eligible. Nevada one win away from becoming bowl eligible, while Colorado State, Fresno State, Hawaii, San Jose State, and Utah State all two victories shy. Coming up on this week's show, we'll talk to Boise State radio color analyst Pete Cavender about the Broncos' big road win in a shootout at San Jose State. Plus, we'll check in with the Red hot Colorado State Rams now riding a three-game win streak. CSU play-by-play man Brian Roth will be with us on the show. But up first, we recap all the Week 10 action from around the conference here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement, and as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. 
the Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping Week 10 around the Mountain West, we start with the Service Academy showdown at Falcon Stadium. Air Force leading Army 17-13. Last chance for the Black Knights with 38 seconds left to play. Here's the ball game. Fourth and goal from the Falcon 5. Hopkins, shotgun, man in motion. Left to right, that's Walker. Hopkins to throw. Looks, throws, end zone, incomplete! Incomplete! They were looking for Hobbs, and it sailed over his head, and the Falcons take over on fourth down! Jim Arthur from Learfield IMG College. Air Force rushes for 328 yards in the win. They're now 7-2. Colorado State hosting UNLV, and it was a pretty good start for the Rams. Short kick. This will be returnable for Colorado State. Anthony Hawkins from his own goal line. Angles to the left, 10, 15, 20. Broken tackle. Watch out. 40. He's to midfield. Hawkins down the far sideline to the 30, to the 20, 10. Touchdown! Brian Roth from Learfield IMG College. CSU wins it 37-17. Rams now 3-2 in conference. Boise State quiet in the first half at San Jose State, but the Broncos would rush for over 200 yards in the second half to come back and beat the Spartans. Bachmeyer under center. Hands it off to Van Buren. Big hole up the middle. Van Buren is going to go the distance. Touchdown, Andrew Van Buren, 33 yards, and Boise State has a two-score lead. Bob Beeler from Learfield IMG College, number 21 Boise State, a 52-42 win to get to 7-1. Fresno State at Hawaii Bulldogs would use a big third quarter from Ronnie Rivers to get back in it. Tied at 38 in the closing seconds, Paul Leffler on the call for Learfield IMG College. Cesar Silva trying to send the dogs back to the valley with a win. Snap good, hold down, kick on its way, plenty of leg. The kick is good. (laughs) Time has expired, and the Fresno State Bulldogs have defeated the Rainbow Warriors 41-38. The Bulldogs now 4-4. Hawaii has dropped three of their last four. In Reno, Carson Strong throws for 305 yards and two touchdowns as Nevada downs New Mexico 21-10. Strong fakes a handoff, looking long, throws long, left side. He's got Dubs. Dubs has room to the 10. Dubs to the 5. Touchdown! 57 yards. John Ramey from Learfield IMG College, win number 5 this season for Nevada. Utah State losing 42-14 to BYU and losing David Woodward for the year to injury. And one other major injury in the conference, Wyoming quarterback Sean Chambers has been ruled out for the season with a knee injury. Sophomore Tyler Vanderwall expected to start at quarterback Saturday night at Boise State. And heartbreaking news from the New Mexico program. Lobos junior defensive end Najee Flowers has died at the age of 21. The cause of death not released as of the recording of this show. New Mexico head coach Bob Davies saying in a statement, quote, Najee was a wonderful person and a great teammate. Our entire Lobo football family mourns his passing and our prayers go out to his family. 
We're back after these words from your local station. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Number 21, Boise State leading the Mountain Division with a 4-0 record in Mountain West play. The Broncos coming off their only loss of the season to BYU. They would go to San Jose State and come back to beat the Spartans 52-42 Saturday night. Joining us right now, former Boise State offensive lineman and longtime radio color analyst for Boise State football on Learfield IMG College, it's Pete Cavender. Pete, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Nate, I'm doing great, but you aged me a little bit. Say a long time uh, voice of the Broncos, so I guess that uh, comes to the territory. Well, I looked it up last night. I believe you're a decade on the job now. Is that correct? This is actually my 11th season, so it's uh, really hard to believe. I'm sure I've been blessed and fortunate to sit next to Bob Beeler and call all these Bronco games. Yeah, decade number two. That puts you at long time, my friend. Pete, let's get going <laughs> here. Going back to Saturday night at San Jose State, down seven at halftime and really not much going for the Broncos. And Avery Williams' punt return touchdown, the biggest reason Boise State was even in striking distance. After halftime, it was a revelation with the run game. What changed in that second half for Boise State to come back and get the road win? Well, I think just Boise started getting the rhythm a little bit in the second half. I mean, you look at uh, San Jose State, they did a great job really coming out and punching Boise State in the mouth. And uh, to be honest, the Broncos flinched a little bit because of that and uh, just took a while to recover. Uh, but I think at halftime, the team did a nice job kind of settling down, resetting, sticking back to their game plan and going into the contest against the Spartans. They really wanted to focus on running the ball, and that's uh, certainly what they did. So it was uh, awesome for me to see that Boise State Finally got the run game going a little bit. It's been a little bit of a question uh, for Broncos really all season long. And uh, just see the commitment, see some good push from the offensive line, see great running from George Talani and Andrew Van Buren with Robert Mahone out. Uh, it was impressive to see. And if Boise State could be more balanced, uh, that's only makes things scarier for opposing defenses. What was the importance of getting Hank Bachmeyer back and healthy at quarterback for the Broncos? Well, to me, he's just kind of got that it factor. It's really hard to pinpoint really exactly what he does that makes him, you know, the Boise State's starting quarterback. You look at Chase Cordy, even Jalen Henderson, two of Boise State's talented backups. They're very serviceable. But I think Hank Bachmeyer just, once again, has that it factor where he's a natural leader. I think uh, players naturally kind of gravitate towards him. And uh, if you just watch Hank Bachmeyer, it's just not the deep passes or the short checkdowns, the smart decision he does. Uh, you see maybe a running back, an inside dive play where things get bottled up, and he'll get behind the pile and start to push it. Uh, there's two times in the game after he had to miss the BYU game uh, two weeks ago because of a hip injury he uh, got in Hawaii. Um, he put his body on the line and, and really um, kind of sacrificed himself to try to get first down. And uh, you really look at one particular, it was a third and 14, and he lowered his shoulder pads, put a big hit on the safety, uh, had to come out for a play just to kind of maybe shake off the cobwebs a little bit, Chase Court comes in and they score a touchdown. And so really it's those things I think that Hank Bachmeyer does. Uh, it's not necessarily throwing the football that makes him such a great leader for this Bronco offense. Pete, only one sack for that Bronco defense against San Jose State, but it was at a critical point on third down in the fourth quarter, and it came from the Mountain West's all-time sack leader, Curtis Weaver. We know there's a promising NFL future there, probably a second or maybe even first-round pick. How far does Weaver have to go to take advantage of his tremendous athleticism and really become an NFL-ready product? Well, I just think the biggest thing for him is just still continuing to work in the weight room. Uh, you look at Curtis Weaver, and when he first came to Boise State, it was essentially he was a defensive tackle. He weighed about 
290 pounds, so obviously he was a little bit slower, not as explosive. And now he's weighing about 265 pounds. So I think if he can continue to focus in the weight room, continue to give himself an advantage uh, using his strength and his uh, natural athletic ability, uh, he should be a great NFL player. You know, you look at the NFL, and that's really one of the most important pieces on a team is a good pass rusher, and that's exactly what Curtis Weaver does. But what impresses me about Curtis as well, though, is he doesn't just stick his hand in the turf and run after the quarterback. He's done a really nice job uh, being a physical presence against offensive line in the run game. Has gotten involved in that too, and you also see him drop out and uh, defend against the pass too, almost as an outside linebacker. So uh, Curtis Weaver has been very impressive just because of his athleticism. You got to see San Jose State up close this week. That's a vastly improved team, and a big part of that success has been Josh Love. 438 yards, two touchdowns against the Broncos. Is Josh Love an all-conference candidate in your mind? Should he be in the conversation for Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year? You know, if you had to give the vote right now or ask me for what my vote is, I would certainly give it to Josh Love. You know, he's a very impressive quarterback. And, you know, I think it's funny that uh, most Bronco fans, it seems like we've gotten spoiled over the years. If you don't win by 50 points, the sky's falling a little bit. And you look at the San Jose State team, they're very improved. They're very senior heavy. And actually reminded me of the Colorado State team that Boise played two years ago when they came back from a 25-point deficit, that it was kind of their time to knock off the Broncos. And uh, they certainly played like it. And, and Josh Love, I think, did a nice job really uh, commanding the offense, uh, making sure that the rest of his teammates believe that they can upset Boise State, too. And uh, you look at really the accuracy he had throwing the football. Uh, Walker, his, one of his targets, is an incredible wide receiver. And they put uh, Boise State's defensive backs in fits. And so, yeah, to me so far in the early going of this Mount West Conference play, Josh Love, no doubt, is the best offensive player I've seen in person. So, Pete, now after that San Jose State game, we're talking 59 wins in six seasons for Brian Harson. Great shot at another Mountain West championship, maybe even a Cotton Bowl this year. Pete, you played for Dan Hawkins and Chris Peterson at Boise State. To you, what is the stamp that Coach Harson has put on the proud tradition of Boise State football? Well, the thing I think he puts uh, really on the shoulders of all the players and even the coaches is do your job. You know, he's a guy that I think has loosened up as he's been here at Boise State for a while now. He's actually tied for third on all-time wins on Boise State coaching list. And uh, he's just done a nice job keeping tradition going, you know, obviously keeping continuity from all the systems from Dirk Cutter to Dan Hawkins, Coach Peterson, and things moving along that way. And, uh, you know, everything's all about accountability. Just do your job. I don't care if it's you know, breaking down film as a graduate assistant to give to the guys, or if you have one play on special teams, go out there, do your job, and uh, make sure you do it the best of it. It's all Mountain Division play the rest of the way. At home against Wyoming this Saturday night, home against New Mexico, and then two tough road games at Utah State and Colorado State. When you look at the last four games on this schedule for this Boise State team right now, Pete, uh, what stands out to you? What could potentially trip the Broncos up? Well, still, and it's really been all season long. You kind of look at that last game of the regular season, going to Logan, playing against Utah State. Now, I know they've struggled the last two weeks against Air Force and BYU, but essentially I think that that game is, might come down to uh, who's going to win the division. And so, um, you know, give nothing. Uh, i got tons of, you know, faith and, and conviction in Boise State, but there's a, some tough matchups going up. I think Wyoming is always a tough matchup with their defense. Uh, New Mexico State has beaten Boise State before in the blue. Uh, Colorado State's playing a lot better, but if I had to circle one game, I think that Utah State game scares me the most. 
Pete Cavender, he is the radio color analyst for Boise State football on Learfield IMG College. Broncos will take on Wyoming this Saturday night on the blue. Pete, thank you so much. As always, enjoy the game. Enjoy the rest of this season. Thanks, Nate. Can't believe it's November, but uh, here we are. I have some things trying to get weird, but hopefully as Broncos can stay on track. Colorado State is rolling. Rams have won three in a row. We check in with CSU play-by-play announcer Brian Roth next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the Colorado State Rams. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Colorado State has won three in a row for the first time since 2017. The Rams handling UNLV 37-17 last Saturday afternoon at Canvas Stadium in Fort Collins. CSU now with a bye before facing a three-game murderer's row to finish the regular season. Air Force at home, a road date at Wyoming in the border war, and then Boise State at home. Joining us right now, the longtime voice of Colorado State football for Learfield IMG College, it's our friend Brian Roth. Brian, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Well, I'm doing good, especially riding a three-game win streak going into a bye, so life is good for Ram football right now. Yeah, Brian, after the first Saturday in October and a home loss to San Diego State, CSU at that point is 1-5. They had lost four in a row, winless in conference, and the calls for Mike Bobo's job were louder than they'd ever been. Fast forward to right now, how different does it feel around the program? Well, it, it feels different because uh, this is not a team that's making mistakes anymore. And you look at the first uh, six games of the season where the Rams win one and five, they're in every single one of those football games, Nate. But the problem is they did stuff that bad football teams do, and they were throwing interceptions, they were fumbling the football, they were making every conceivable mistake that you possibly could make. And look, the Rams aren't good enough to go into games, make a multitude of mistakes, and still come out and win. What we have seen the last three games is Colorado State start to play cleaner football. They're not losing the turnover battle. They're coming up with third down stops. So it's the same football team that went one and five that Mike Bobo was constantly preaching. We are a good football team. We just have to keep from shooting ourselves in the foot. And and that has turned out to at least be a little bit true. Now, of course, you mentioned the road gets a lot tougher here to close out the season. Warren Jackson, the last three games, 24 catches, 525 yards, three touchdowns. He missed two games with a shoulder injury, and he still leads the Mountain West in receiving yards. Put into words for us how much he means to that Colorado State offense. Well, he's everything, especially when you have a backup quarterback. And, of course, the Rams starter coming into the season, Colin Hill, was on fire through the first uh, three games of the season. He tears his ACL, and all of a sudden you have Patrick O'Brien, who – who is a stud, 6'5", 244, transfer from Nebraska, has all the tangibles, but a kid that hadn't played very much. And, and to have a guy like Warren Jackson at your disposal as kind of a younger quarterback, a more experienced quarterback, is really invaluable. And, and we saw the Rams struggle mightily in games at Utah State, a game against San Diego State. Now, 
granted, a couple, two pretty good defenses, but to throw him into the mix, boy, it just really settled down Patrick O'Brien because he now knows that if he needs to pick up a third down or if they need a big play, really all he's got to do is throw it in the vicinity of Warren Jackson. And, you know, one of the things coaches talk about is catch radius, and I know it's one of those kind of, uh, um, you know, in vogue football terms, but it really is true. I mean, if you throw it anywhere around the six foot six frame of Warren Jackson, he's going to go up and get it. And the thing you love about Warren is he catches everything with his hands. I mean, every single thing is with his hands. So he catches it away from his body, away from the smaller defensive backs in the Mountain West Conference. And he has been completely unstoppable in the last three games. You mentioned the four games. The, the, the first one of the fourths was before he got hurt. I mean, he's doing stuff here, Nate, that Richard Higgins has never done. Michael Gallup has never done. Preston Williams has never done. Yeah, so many different receivers out of Colorado State in the NFL and producing right now. In addition to Warren Jackson, though, what's the comfort level for Patrick O'Brien right now? Six starts for him since Colin Hill went down with another ACL. Expand on the progression of Patrick O'Brien and what you're seeing from him game in, game out right now. Well, Patrick O'Brien, before he made the start, really before he got into the game against Arkansas, essentially had not played since his senior year of high school. I mean, he was on the bench in Nebraska. He was on the bench here at Colorado State. Sat out all of last year due to the transfer rules. And you were seeing him just get more and more confident. And I think where he's getting more confident, certainly in his progressions, as you would expect, uh, for any young passer to be able to say, okay, first read's not open. Where's the second? Where's the third? And be able to do that confidently and smoothly. But where I think he has gotten the, the most improved, and, and my color analyst, Mark Driscoll, who's a former quarterback here at Colorado State and studies a ton of film, he knows the position is in his pocket presence because what we saw out of him, Nate, early in his starts, especially at Utah State against San Diego State, when there was a little pressure, he had the tendency to try to roll up and out of the pocket. And once you do that, it's ball game, and that, that play is officially blown up. Now what you're seeing with Patrick O'Brien, steady in the pocket, starts to collapse a little bit, he steps up in the pocket. And it, he's six foot five and he still has all of his progressions right in front of him. So really the pocket presence, I think, more than anything, and Mark Driscoll, again, our, our color analyst, so he's the one that brought it up, and, and I've been watching it. That is the number one place where Patrick O'Brien has improved it. I'll tell you what, he throws a really good deep ball, and I, I expect him to play really well uh, throughout the final three games of the season. Brian, what has Mike Bobo done to get this season back on the rails? Well, again, I mean, it goes back to not making mistakes. And I know that's cliche, Nate, but it, but it really is true because this had a different feel this year. And coming into the fall camp, you know, Mike was obviously out with the, uh, with the illness and the, and the problem with the uh, neuropathy in his legs last year. And last year was a disaster. It was a complete and total loss. But this year it was completely different. The team was bought in from day one, and the offseason program was as good as it's ever been here for Colorado State. And you look at those, those first six games, and they're in every single game of the fourth quarter. You just stop making mistakes, and, and that was the big key. And so they have stopped doing that, and that, that really has been the only difference, a difference in, in the first six games compared to the last three games. And I know it sounds simplified and, and maybe sound a little bit dumbed down, but I honestly believe that. I think this is a good football team. Now, what are they going to do in the final three games of the season? I don't know. But it's a team where if they can go out and they don't lose the turnover battle, they don't make foolish mistakes, they maybe win the turnover battle, 
certainly I think Colorado State can win one of the last three games. I think they could possibly win two of the last three games. Winning three is probably a tough stretch. That's the long odds on that uh, certainly are staring at the Rams. But this is the Ram football team that uh, I, I think certainly has a chance to, uh, in the end, possibly win six games. Colorado State with the bye, and then it's Air Force at Canvas Stadium in Fort Collins coming up November 16th. Air Force at Wyoming, and then Boise State to finish out this year. CSU has won three games in a row, now four and five. Brian Roth, the voice of the Rams for Learfield IMG College. Brian, you got a basketball game to call tonight. Go do that. We appreciate the time. You bet. Thanks, Dave. We'll preview the entire Week 11 schedule around the Mountain West after these words from your local station. This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Your Week 11 schedule in the Mountain West kicks off Saturday at noon Mountain Time. Air Force at New Mexico on AT&T Sports Network and streaming on the MW.com. It's a battle of two of the top three rushing attacks in the Mountain West. Utah State visiting Fresno State at 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 o'clock Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. Big test for that Aggie defense in their first game without their anchor David Woodward going into Bulldog Stadium. 815 Mountain, it's Wyoming at number 21 Boise State on ESPN and the Watch ESPN app. Wyoming's defense 15th nationally, allowing only 17.6 points a game, but they'll have their hands full with Hank Bachmeyer and the Broncos on the blue turf. We'll wrap up with a couple of big-time West Division showdowns. Nevada visiting number 24 San Diego State at 730 Pacific on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. And then it's San Jose State at Hawaii at 6 p.m. Hawaii time. That's 8 p.m. Pacific on Spectrum Sports and streaming on Facebook. Nick Rolovich has hinted this week that Cole McDonald and Chavin Cordero will both have roles at quarterback against the Spartans. Colorado State and UNLV both off this week. And that will do it for the Week 11 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. Enjoy another great college football weekend. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.